six-foot force field standing in between him and any incoming fire. Sometimes he thought he didn't even need to wear a helmet. But in this war, the enemy didn't give a shit whether you were a journalist or a soldier. If you were a foreigner, they wanted you out, and preferably in a body bag. If they could get you alive, so much the better. You'd be the new star of the Al Jazeera show, and all you could do was hope your next appearance wouldn't end with them slicing off your head online. The sun had risen enough to chuck out a bit of heat, but not enough to coax me out of my oversized fleece I had on over my body armour. I ran my tongue over my furred-up teeth and gave my greasy, stubbled face a rub. Dom and Pete sat among steel ammo boxes, day sacks and general wagon shit in the idling warrior. Pete fucked about on his Mac laptop, preparing to send TVZ24 the latest report from its star correspondent. It was Poland's first 24-hour news channel. Their headquarters were in Krakow, but Dom and Pete worked out the Dublin office. There were better tax breaks in the Republic than in the UK. Dominic Kontratowicz was a bit of a celeb in reporting circles. The golden boy of war journalism with platinum-plated bollocks. He wore a memory stick on a chain round his neck. Maybe it was to ward off evil spirits. He was tall and annoyingly good-looking, His Top Gun-style dark brown hair, blindingly white teeth and firm jawline were featured most weeks in Poland's answer to hello. As far as I knew, he lived in Dublin, with Siobhan, his Irish wife, and her son Finbar. He kept things close to his chest, did platinum bollocks. Pete was getting pissed off with dust billowing off Dom's jacket. Here, Dracula, you gonna take your fucking cloak off or what? Dom's mother was from Transylvania. Pete obviously thought he'd died and gone to heaven when he found out. Pete pulled a can of compressed air from his bat belt and gave the laptop keys a few bursts. As he treated himself to a blast down the front of his shirt, I spotted a memory stick like Dom's round his neck. I hadn't realised superstition was so rife in this business. Bosnia, Sudan, Afghanistan, Iraq. They'd been there, seen it, done it together, and Pete had filmed Dom wearing the T-shirt. They picked up an Emmy last year for a documentary on women's rights in Afghanistan, almost non-existent under the Taliban, and not much improved, apparently, under new management. All set? Dom closed his eyes and tried to get himself comfortable. Pete tapped away. On its way! A shaft of early morning light shone through the mortar hatch. Back in your coffin, Drac! Pete wasn't missing a trick this morning. Dom kept his eyes shut, but couldn't stop a grin. What now, Pete? Tallulah wants me to give Ruby a virtual bollocking. Pete logged on to BT at least once a day and checked his emails. The ones he got from seven-year-old Ruby and her stepmom Tallulah always raised a smile with him. I liked Pete a lot, and it wasn't just because of his accent. The moment I'd heard it, at Amman Airport, I'd known we had a lot more in common than an army past. What we didn't share was his almost obsessive compulsive approach to organisation. Pete had to be the most fastidious man on the planet. Maybe that wasn't surprising, after being cooped up for the whole of his army career with a crew who farted every five minutes and pissed in empty plastic bottles. Here, Nick. You want to get online before the Prince of Darkness here hogs the fucking thing? He looked across at Dom and the smile evaporated. Dom seemed to spend longer on the phone and email than a love-struck teenager to Moira, his producer back in Dublin. The price of fame. I raised an eyebrow. 
rather him than me, Pete said. She's an asshole. It was true. The only decent person I'd spoken to in the whole office was Kate, her PA. He went back to his laptop. It still felt strange to me that they should be able to maintain contact with the outside world and conduct their lives almost normally while sitting in the back of one of these things in the middle of a war zone. It wasn't just the technology that amazed me. It was sustaining the relationship. Dom opened his eyes and reached for a bottle of water. I could almost hear his mind ticking over as he drank. Did the two of you see the track marks on their arms last night? We got called forward at dark o'clock to check out the aftermath of one of the house attacks. There were four dead, all in their twenties. Pete gave me a here-we-go-again look. I keep telling you, Drac, there's loads of these fuckers on the gear. It's even worse than at home. I understand that, Peter, but the ones at the bottom of the food chain, why do they fight? Hmm? Ideology...